Today's podcast is Do Domestic Cleaners Need an Online Presence? I'm Louise. I'm Diane. And welcome. We're going to be talking about um, how important it is for us as domestic cleaners um, to have an online presence. Diane and I have both run a number of different businesses with actually completely different um, marketing strategies, particularly when it comes to online and what we do. So we're going to be discussing that today. But before we start, Diane, why do people generally not like marketing and not like getting online? Um, well, it's a bit of a time soak. Um, sometimes people don't know what to post and people don't like always like talking about themselves and kind of broadcasting how good they are. We're sometimes a bit reticent about that. Yeah, it can be quite hard when you start a cleaning business and you don't know whether it's going to be a success or failure. You don't want to shout to the world saying, look at me, watch me fail, do you? You know, got to have a pretty confident that you're going to be good at this. Yeah, especially when you're starting out. And, you know, I remember when I started my cleaning business, you know, and we, we talked about this on a previous podcast, you know, you're learning an awful lot, aren't you? And, and making it up as you go along. So you don't necessarily want to broadcast what you, what's going on because you're not confident at that stage. And sometimes the problem with online is it can require quite technical skills. And I think um, domestic cleaners, they tend to be quite visual people. They like to be quite perfectionist. They like to get it right. And to be putting out really into the public domain information, not information, but branding and things that aren't quite right can be quite difficult they don't want to do it they don't yeah. want to say if it's not perfect they don't want to put it out there and it's a it's a big it's a bit of a trap that because then you do nothing so you know that's worse than not being perfect <laughs> but we've been guilty of this haven't we we've yeah. been really guilty in the dcbn of gosh we've produced some amazing stuff but some again please don't mention my instagram account recently <laughs> your instagram account was amazing <laughs> Thanks. Um, so, and, and the other thing that's quite interesting about online presence, and, and specifically on today's one, we're going to talk about websites and other things, and we're going to leave social media a little bit. Um, but actually, what your online presence is and what's expected evolves, doesn't yeah. it? So, smaller companies, what's really needed? Yeah, and I mean, I think somebody just starting out now, it's the easiest way to get online is to have a Facebook page. That's often where people start now. And a website is... Or Instagram. Or Instagram, absolutely. But, you know, maybe a website feels a bit more daunting, a bit more expensive and a bit more of an investment. So often when people start, they don't actually have a website. They start off with social media, a Facebook page. But in my business, you know, it's always been about the the website. Yeah, so I'm the same as you in my particular cleaning business. We really don't do social media. I mean, we have a Facebook page, um, but I think I last updated it 18 months ago. Maybe some things go on occasionally if I feel like it. Um, but why? Why don't we do it? Well, I think for me, a Facebook page as an example is about brand awareness. Now, I would not want a Facebook page that hadn't been posted on for 18 months, because then if people are it checking you out, has. they might think your business is closed. <laughs> Maybe an exaggeration. But, you know, I do think you need to need to be posting something relatively regularly. But for me, it's always been about attracting people that are ready to buy. And I think people browse social media. So you have to be a little bit aware that you might not pick up the best quality leads or, you know, so that's, for, that's in my experience for my business that 
Facebook is about brand awareness, whereas the website is about actually converting. So, yeah. And that's why I like it, uh, because once they're on my website, they're almost definitely going to get in contact. Yeah. I say they're probably about 50 percent conversion rate, but um, they do normally get in contact. They can fill in the form. Everything's there. And social media just pushes them to my website. Yeah, that's- exactly. Whereas when they've hit your website, they're usually ready to buy. Whereas when they get hit by Facebook or, or social media in any way, they're not necessarily ready to buy. It's just that the algorithm has put you in front of them. So, yeah. And I like the website. Because we, I don't know whether we still are, but for a long time we were top of Google, probably haven't done enough work on it recently. But we're still getting inquiries in just by people. When they want a cleaner, they search Google. That's the first place they go. They go, right, I'm going to search Google. Um, As long as we're coming up in those top two or three, um, then really we're going to be getting those inquiries. And it doesn't cost us anything. And um, I optimized the website a long time ago. We don't pay monthly fees. so for the last 18 months work's just poured in and there's been no cost and no effort that's what you want yeah absolutely a a really well written website with with you know when people land on it they know exactly what you do you know and I've always when I my first website I've did it all myself you know I used one of the the online creation things I wrote it all myself all the wording is all was all me and it was quite homely shall we say but I kind of wanted that's what I wanted I wanted people to feel comfortable that actually I wasn't gonna my business wasn't gonna judge them if their house was untidy so I wanted that kind of homely feel and when I had it redone a few good few years ago now I actually my one of my briefs to the web designers was I don't want you to change the feel it looks so much different but actually the feel of it is the same if that makes sense no I agree and we're exactly the same so my website is probably more pop arty I think I would describe it as that um but if you go on it the about us page is about me um and it's about the cleaning business it's about the history so when you buy into it you don't you don't actually hear anything about our cleaning. Our cleaning's great, but actually people buy from people. So it is about, it's personal. You know, we tell them what they really want to know. You want to know my history? Here you go. Can you trust me is what they're really asking, isn't it? Yeah. Um, and and I, I remember as well when I, when I was first starting the business and I spoke to people about you know having a website created um and some of the um the mock-ups that I was given were just like they were just so corporate in feel um and for a domestic cleaning business if that's your primary business you don't want them to come on and see people cleaning offices um as the graphics or be sort of like you know I don't know it's just it's just the wrong image because people when they're looking for a domestic cleaning service they want somebody who's going to understand them who's going to take care of their home and their pets and their children and it's just a different feel to you know have your offices disinfected it's different and and the obviously the company I was using didn't understand that so which is why I didn't go with them because they just didn't get it and people can tell stock images. We yes. know what stock images are. Um, and you can see there's literally a uniform. So there's about three different uniforms that the stock image companies use. And that's not our uniforms. And people want to see people in pictures. You know, they yes. want to they want to see you. And the other thing that a lot of people don't do um, when they start websites, they don't put a picture of themselves. So People want to know what you look like. And that's why social media is good, because they can see what you look like before you rock up at their house. 
you know, do I think that's right? No, I think we should be not judgmental or whatever, but they want they want that like, no trust. But it, it's that reality again of, you know, people buy from people is, you know, in, in our industry, you know, you get a phone call, you have a quick chat, you go out and see them, you pick up their house keys and your alarm codes and off you go and, you, you know, you, you're, you're going to be cleaning their house. So they need to know you. So if you can have that, those visuals on your website, then when they're speaking to you on the phone, they kind of know who they're speaking to. And again, it's all about making your client or potential client feel comfortable and confident. So saying that, um, I do find it quite interesting, the balance in professionalism between being online and social media. So for me, all of our websites, so um, I also have another one, the beekeeper comes in again, Manchester Honey Company, um, and it's professional and it sells our products and it obviously it tells you about us, but it's, it's you know, quite professional. We only put our best images on there, whereas social media is behind the scenes. When I mucked up soap making, natural beekeeping soap making, well, that went on social media, but I'm not going to put that on my website. And so... As much as we say that professionalism, I choose the best parts to go on the website. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, it's interesting, though, comparing two industries, isn't it? So uh, on social media for a cleaning business, you can't imagine them. Oh, I've just damaged that tap. You're not going to put that out there, are you? Which is a mistake. But in a maybe in the honey co- company, you can kind of go, yeah, I messed up this batch of soap. But that's OK. It's it's that difference, isn't it, between the industries and the use of online marketing is you know you can attract people with those mess ups in your 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 honey company I don't know I do think it's slightly different because in the cleaning the mess up is actually the other people created the mess our job is to fix the mess up so if they messed up their house and we made it worse in some way that's not ideal is it no that's what I mean (laughs) so yeah it is a little bit different but you know if you drove to the wrong house you know knocked on the door they let you in you started cleaning for five minutes I would tell that story yeah that's because that's kind of well, it's, it's engaging, it's funny, and it's kind of like, yeah, I could see that happening. But it's not a mistake that is going to put somebody off, is it? You know? No, you turned up to the wrong house is kind of, we've yeah. all done It'd be like, people be going, can you turn up at my house next time by accident? And I'm not going to tell you. <laughs> yeah. So I think I think that professionalism in, in the website is still quite important. Yeah. Um, well, it's harder for them to engage with you on the website. So you, you have to have that level of professionalism because they can't interact in the same way. And, and we know online things get misinterpreted. Mm. So they do, don't they, Louise? They do, they do. <laughs> Sometimes people take things the wrong way. So, But your website is your chance to almost be your very best version of yourself. Yeah, absolutely. That's lovely. You know, I'd love people to think I am who I am on the website. <laughs> then, then they come on social media and it goes wrong. But yes, the very um, the websites, um, you know, you've got your time to sit there and you can write your introduction to your business. And if it takes you three days to write it and you send it off to a copywriter, well, brilliant. That's what you should be doing. Whereas on social media, that that's not realistic. No. So... Um, but again, as we said, this changes. Your smaller company, do you need a website? No, I don't think so. Um, and then as you do start to need a website, you mentioned um, these web builder companies. So GoDaddy, Wix, they're great. I will say that people go to them because they think they're cheaper. Um, 
so we created a Wix website for free for free it's never really free which then cost 20 pounds a month which is now costing 240 pounds a year and that's 20 pounds a month for the entire length that we have the website um now if you have one built i don't know what the current costs are but if you get a wordpress sort of four or five website page i think you're talking five six hundred for most you know it's is it going to set the world alight? No, but it's going to but be a yours. lovely. Yeah, it's yours. And yes, it might cost you five, six hundred. But if you're paying two hundred and fifty pounds a year, and that website lasts you, I know they say they should only last you what two to four years. I'd expect it to last you a solid ten years. You might need an update at some point. It might have to go mobile optimized. Well, it should be your mobile optimized already. Um, it's it's a no brainer. Invest in your own website. Yeah. Um, and the other thing about the website is make it so that you can change it this has Definitely. been fun for us hasn't it Diane yeah and it's, it's interesting I actually you know come across a lot of people where they've paid somebody to create a website for them and they have no control over updating it or even actually if they wanted to change it and move it somewhere else they don't actually own it so yeah it's, it's make sure you can edit it we've had that fun like you say with the DCBN website it's a big learning curve, isn't it, Louise? A lot of my websites are written on WordPress, which is pretty common. You can put plugins all over the place and put shops in, and they're brilliant. And they're supposed to be really, really user-friendly. And I thought I was pretty technical. Turns out WordPress is somewhat harder than I anticipated. So I can go in, and where they've already got a block of writing, I can change that. But, uh, yeah, trying to post a blog article. Um, I tried How many to times this. did you post the blog article, Louise? 17 times. 17 <laughs> times. But it wasn't because I, I didn't post it publicly. Um, so I've tried to post it. The picture didn't wasn't there. Then the picture was upside down. Then the picture was the entire page. Then my spacing on my sentence, on my paragraphs didn't work. And by this point, I'd properly messed up blog articles and deleted other people, Diane's blog articles. So then I had that sheepish phone call on a Sunday morning about 10 o'clock going, Diane, I've sort of messed everything up, like really badly. I don't know what to do. To which she went, right, go back to a previous version of the website. So I did. Went back to a previous version of the website, went, yes, great, I can just reset it at any moment. Went on to make a further 10 mistakes and just reset it each time. And then the website developers, because we've still got quite a bit going on on the website, went, what have you done? And I was like, just, just don't talk to me about it. <laughs> like, And now Diane posts the blog articles. I can write them, but <laughs> it's hard. It's yeah. And, and, you know, it's, it, but that's the learning curve sometimes in our businesses, isn't it, is that we find ourselves having to learn how to do things um, and getting technical and websites. And things like that. We kind of do have to at least understand them, even if we're outsourcing most of it. We have to understand it and we should be able to, you know, update our own websites. We just have to learn how to do it. But do we have to if your business is profitable enough I know people with with actually you know vastly profitable businesses if you're doing all after builders cleans you've got good money coming in actually it's in their interest just pay an expert it's cheaper for them to pay an expert than waste their valuable time doing this yeah absolutely so actually it depends on the stage of the business um Wix GoDaddy I've got to say they are easier to learn than WordPress. But once you get WordPress and I can write a little bit of code. Yeah. 
like <laughs> gosh cannabis <laughs> just don't ask me okay um, yeah as it gets more difficult and our, our website some of our websites are really quite complex now aren't they and um you know but for most domestic cleaning businesses they don't need to be and I can update my business one I just can't get them to read directly emails at the moment but we'll move on from that <laughs> um, so the Great. People create websites. And I see this all the time. People create websites. And honestly, they create lovely websites. They've got some before and after photos. It's personal. They've got them on it. It's well written. And then I go, right, load Google Analytics. Let's see what your stats are. It runs for a month or two. And I'm like, yes. How many visitors are you getting? 20 a month. And I'm like, 20 a month? And I'm not converting any of them. I was like, right. That's not ideal, is it? Um, you know, what's the point of a website if nobody knows you exist? Absolutely. Yeah. And that's probably the hardest bit. I mean, I remember spending hours when I first started finding all the online directories and making sure my business was submitted and just working and working and working on that SEO, the search engine optimization, because, yeah, it's no point having a website if nobody knows where it is or nobody can find it. So for a lot of people listening, search engine optimization or SEO is like a foreign language. And actually, you know, having studied it. So this is where I did come in. It is like a foreign language. So I may not be able to program the website, but I can get them found. Um, so there are lists of directories, um, Google, Bing, Yahoo. There's, I think we're down to about 10 major ones now because they kind of branch out to other ones. Whereas I know 10 years ago, we were looking at 40 or 50 of these. Yeah. Um, and what they've done now, because I've done this recently, it's free to list on them, but they make the free version really sneakily hard to find. Mm-hmm. So if you want a free listing on Yell, you can have a free listing on Yell. Um, it's hard to find. I've got to say, you then get bombarded with advertising calls. So yeah, double-edged sword with that one. But Yell's still a big search engine. Yeah, it is. Yeah. So um the other thing that I think uh, newer, I say newer, newer than 10 years ago, do you know what the second biggest search engine is? YouTube. YouTube. That's cheating. I gave you the answer earlier. Mm-hmm. YouTube. Um, this, for a lot of people, they a YouTube channel is free. It's really easy to upload to, worryingly easy how easily you can upload videos to it. Um, but it's our second biggest search engine. Um it's run by Google. It's owned by Google. Um, and that's why it's the second biggest search engine. Um, this is all about tagging it. This is about don't just upload a video, put in your description, put in your outtakes, put in your captions, do this properly. It can take you five minutes to upload a video, but spend the 15, 20 minutes writing out the other bits properly. Because if you can pop up top on Google with that YouTube video, that's that's absolutely worth it. Um, And I think the other thing is a lot of businesses think that YouTube has to be really, really professional. Once again, get in the proper camera people. That's not the case. Um, I've got kids, as a lot of us do. YouTube Reels is massive. They would rather be on YouTube than they would be on TikTok, partly because they're banned, um, and Instagram. So YouTube is now more about social media and actually should almost be treated as such, get that information out there. Yeah, It's an additional sort of often neglected part of social media, isn't it? But the fact that it's linked with Google means that you, you need to use it. Yeah. Really good. The other thing, and we tested this out recently by Googling ourselves, 
um, actually the top link to us, apart from the DCBM website, was LinkedIn. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, so LinkedIn, again, I, I often have this quandary. As a domestic cleaner, do we need LinkedIn? Um, I think we, if it's, if it's going to come up on search engines, then yes, absolutely. I think it's not necessarily a natural place where you would find clients, but if you're going to pop up, then you want to be on there and have an active presence. Yeah, I think it's free. It's easy. Um, and the reality is, so for me, LinkedIn is more... I've always used it in recruitment. It's brilliant for recruitment. It's becoming more networking. It's not really your easy social media. You know, you're not going to start meaningless chats about the colour of the dog's foot. <laughs> Don't act rapidly there. Um, yeah, yeah, I mean, it's, but it's becoming more interactive. I mean, I think LinkedIn's gone through a bit of a, a journey itself, hasn't it? It started off as almost like stick your resume on there, hasn't it? You know, your CV on there. And it became, that's what it was for a long time. Then it was like, no, no, we're the business version of Facebook, but we're very professional and we don't have conversations. Uh, and that's sort of, in, and don't don't sort of connect with anybody you don't know, kind of weird no. scenario. Although why you would want to network with only people you knew know was always weird, but that was the how it was thought of. And it's just evolved. And now it is more, you can have conversations on there. And, you know, if we were to post our, you know, waste, um, like, waste carrier's license on LinkedIn. Yeah. So, you know, you're going to be able to still have those conversations. And we obviously we did some training. Well, we actually did. There was a LinkedIn webinar, wasn't there? And we had a, We got an expert in to do a webinar for our members, which is, is in the members area. Um, but we also did some training on LinkedIn ourselves, didn't we? To that see the difference. And actually, you know, the, the conversation on LinkedIn is a lot quieter than it is on other social medias. So you can be louder if that makes sense, you can get noticed more easily. Yeah, so it's not that you're louder and shouting about you more, but you can post once a week and it gets seen. Yeah. Um, Whereas you post once a week on Facebook, no one's going to see you. No. So so LinkedIn is actually one that even as domestic cleaners, it is worth having us there because the reality is as soon as you get, let's say you find a customer on Facebook or Instagram or whatever, they want to check you out. So they may Google your name. Now, if you haven't invested in the website, then you're going to want other forms of validation, which might be LinkedIn. Yeah, absolutely. And certainly, you know, we know a lot of domestic cleaning businesses do commercial as well or want to expand into commercial. LinkedIn is amazing for that. You know, there are great ways of using LinkedIn if you want to expand into commercial. But even for domestic, like you say, let people, it's your brand. That's what that's what LinkedIn can be about. Now, when we talk about branding, this is something that you and I frequently, I wouldn't say clash on, but perhaps we're a little bit different, but you claim we're not. Uh, branding. How important is branding? Um, it depends what you mean by branding, because your your brand for me is, is your, your company culture and what your business is all about. Whereas most people think of branding as what does your logo look like? What are the colours of what you're doing? I'm not sure that that's all that branding is. Yeah. We didn't have a logo in our cleaning business for the first eight years. Okay. But how important is a logo? You know, is your name enough? Well, it was. <laughs> so, yeah. People and buy I think people get, people get hung up on it. You know, I can't get a decent, I can't, I don't like the logo. Um, I need to change my logo or I'm waiting for my logo before I start doing something. And it's just like, 
nobody cares about your logo but you you know your brand is actually what your company is all about and we talked about the website haven't we the best version of yourself that's your brand so again I'm going to bring in a little bit of other experience in domestic cleaning do they honestly half my customers don't even remember the name of my company let alone the brand it's ridiculous but interestingly selling honey products and soaps and things like that actually at that point the logo becomes because it's not about me as a person it is about a product actually that logo becomes a lot more important yes so so I think it depends on the industry and you've got this because you run property businesses how important is your logo there um, I don't think the logo is so important in, in property, but for me, property is all about personal brand, actually, because it's about how authentic you are, how how trustworthy you are. And, you know, can you back up what you're you're teaching people? Because, you know, I go out and I do presentations on property and teaching people about investing and, and how to maximize things. But if I didn't have that authority, you know, and so my personal brand is very important to me in property, if that makes sense. But a logo, not important, but my personal brand is very important. And I've got to kind of protect that, shall we say. Yeah. So, again, it depends on industry. But yeah. commercial cleaners, probably a bit more important. Perhaps. I, I still don't know that customers care about your logo or that they care about what you are about as a business and a business owner. It's that buy from people again, isn't it? Yeah. But where this does come in, and it's not necessarily the logo, this is about consistency. So if we talk about Google and the search engines, what they want to see is consistency across every type of media. So if you have a logo, and I know on a lot of my companies, my logos may come in slightly different colors, slightly different formats. Um, You know, I have varieties to make life a bit more exciting. Um, You need to be posting exactly the same logo with exactly the same phone number, with exactly the same address. What they are looking for is that validity and consistency in data. Yeah, yeah, because and you're right, it's that verification of the data is really important when it comes to those algorithms or, you know, that those bots that are actually looking at your website and, and checking various things on it. They need to know that it's all correct across everything. So, yeah, that's really important. It's even as much as your photo. So if you are going to use a photo of you, use the same photo on everything. And it might seem ridiculous to you because you go, well, they're all going to see the same photo of me. But actually... Google loves it. Yeah, because it's it's your brand, isn't it? It's consistency. Be you. Um, when we're on that, that being consistent, um, we could, there's other things that you can do, aren't there? So we've talked about SEO. Um, we've talked about LinkedIn a little bit. What about blogs? Now, <laughs> I find this is something new for us. I, oh, sorry, blogs we've talked about. So obviously I've struggled to post those. Um, what do you think of blogs? I think blogs can can you can first of all they can be really good for search engine optimization you can use a lot of keywords in a blog but also it's setting you out as the authority in your industry so you know focusing on domestic cleaning you know you can put out blogs that let your potential clients know that you know what you're doing so yeah I think blogs can be amazing and of course you can share them on other media other than just on your website if you've got blogs on your website so with this, um, blogs tend to be a big lump of words. Um, and I, I think I've definitely found that people are tending more towards video. 
Um, They like podcasts, they like video. And I think that the blogs, a lot of people get bogged down going, well, I don't want to do a blog because, you know, I did it yesterday. I sat down and wrote a thousand words. I don't think they have to be long, though. You know, a blog can be a couple of paragraphs. Yes. Uh, well, ideally, the, the optimum size is a thousand words with your okay. keyword repeated 10 times, as you should have read in one of my previous blogs. But don't worry about that, Diane. <laughs> um, read so, your blogs, Louise. <laughs> I posted that one. Um, so, so blogs are great for keywords, getting found. But actually, for a lot of small cleaning businesses, it's a lot of work for really very little return. Um, it is kind of video blogs produce yeah. a good video produce a good reel you can share that reel on instagram and they can TikTok. definitely be a lot shorter can't they yeah and actually these blogs will rate rank your um if you can embed them in your website they can make it come up higher as well so i see a lot of people bogged down by creating these lengthy things don't just don't yeah it's i think don't, don't people get bogged down though in marketing ideas generally they're kind of like oh, i've got to post something but i don't have a clue where to start and and it's they then put it off so they don't post anything yes and this is the one thing we see consistency is better than amazingness like we could produce the most amazing podcast in the whole world but actually, if we don't whack one out every single week and build up the audience, it's pointless. No one's going to listen to us. Yeah, no, so, absolutely. So consistency will get you further than yeah. And also, um, I've had this conversation with business owners around recruitment. You know, they can't recruit. They're really struggling to recruit. They're fully booked, turning work away. So they stop marketing in any form. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I, I'll have the conversation and say, well, OK, so a potential candidate is looking at your business, maybe on social media or wherever, and they can't see any activity whatsoever. What are they going to think? They're not they're going to think you're not busy They're You know, they're just going to think that you're not necessarily the right company for them to join. So I actually think that regardless of how fully booked you are you carry on marketing you just have to make sure that your marketing is appealing to customers as and candidates and whatever you're putting out there so that your business looks attractive at all times yes can I just say I have posted in the last 18 months yeah probably (laughs) I still remember it um yeah and it is it's consistency it's consistency across everything and I think as busy business owners particularly in the sort of startup stage sub five staff stage well probably sub 10 staff you're so busy doing what you do and doing it well that this isn't important at the point where you don't need the work to come in why would you worry about a website why would you worry about any of this um and so this is the kind of business journey you do it at the start and you make yourself look nice it works and actually it's not till you get to about 10 staff and the market turns and suddenly you need the work coming in and you go oh my gosh I need a website and I need this and I need that it's so much easier if you just do it a little bit along the way little drips rather than having to keep turning the tap on and off yeah I'm sat there going, yeah, because I need to do my own. But <laughs> I'm so you need marketing Mondays, Louise. That's what I you need. I do need marketing Mondays. I um I, I guess Set for some me, time aside. Yeah, we just haven't really needed it. And it does go on, it has happened. So um and the other thing that we want to look at is actually the balance. What are you posting? So because we're trying to be a bit more professional on our websites, um we know on social media there's a balance between engage entertain and authority but actually on the website when we talk about this 
you know, where does that balance kind of go? Because we, we are very good at authority. Clean your house like this. Clean your house. Clean your house like this. We can do this. We can solve this amazing problem that this client had. But actually, are we engaging? Are we making them laugh? Are we? And should we? Yeah, well, I suppose that's maybe where video can come in, isn't it? That you can, you know, on your website, you can have, it doesn't have to just be an infomercial, does it? You could have different ways of them connecting with you as a person. There's lots of different ways of using your website, but I think most of us are just used to using it as one big advert. So are you going to start lip syncing to TikTok songs? Absolutely no. (laughs) (laughs) Even if it promoted your business? No. (laughs) I was so going to get you to do this, Diane. (laughs) Not happening. (laughs) so, So in conclusion, we go back to the original question. Do domestic cleaners need an online presence? Absolutely. If you know, it's it's the the easiest way to start a business. It's the easiest way to get new customers. It's the easiest way if you want to grow to to show that you've got a presence out there to potential staff. So yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I would I would agree uh, with the caveat that it doesn't need to be prescriptive and it doesn't need to be a website. In fact, you can just choose one way of having an online presence and it will work. But the more you have, the more authority you have, the easier it's going to be, particularly as you get bigger. Yeah. And also, I think you have to be careful of your time and make sure that you're sort of organized around how you use it, especially if you're looking at social media. Don't get sucked into it too much. Sort of make sure that you're using it for your business. So you've talked about this beautifully. Our next podcast actually is about social media and we get to go into loads more depth. And don't you criticize my Instagram? But, um, <laughs> but um, so we'll come on to that. Um, thank you very, very much. Lovely to speak to you. And um, I will be seeing you again shortly, Diane. Thank you. Bye-bye.